Welcome to the Consciouspreneur Podcast, where we discuss and apply the principles of mindset, leadership, and business building strategies that align with our purpose, honor the people we work with, and generate a sustainable profit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Consciouspreneur Podcast. Today, my guest is Janet K. Fish. Janet describes herself as a reformed corporate executive turned serial entrepreneur. Her passion is in coaching, particularly coaching entrepreneurs to help them start or grow their business, to make lots of money, and to invest it for long-term growth and security. Janet, I love that description, and I know that you are so much more than that as well, which is why I am so grateful that you have set aside time for us today to get to know you a little bit more um, and to learn from you about how to how we can grow our businesses. Yeah, I love everything entrepreneur, so um, it is my honor to be here, and thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's start with your transition from corporate executive into entrepreneurship, what was that draw for you? It's so interesting because I kind of did it like I should have left corporate America long before I did. Um, I, I, you know, I had a great job. I was making a lot of money. I wasn't working really hard, but for me, the thing came when I just got so frustrated that I wasn't challenged. And, you know, I had the same kind of job over and over again, and I kept going to, you know, the powers that be, and I'd be like, let's look at doing things differently. And they were all about, like, no, this is the way we do things. And and it was a bigger company, so I get that. I'd work for some smaller companies, which made it a little bit easier, a little more maneuverable, but they just weren't, like, there was a need for me to be challenged and to keep growing, and this was 16 years ago, so it was a while ago. And it just not wasn't going to happen in corporate America. So finally, I wasn't quitting until they eliminated my job, which was like the universe saying, okay, Janet, it's time. And they said, yeah, do you want another job with the company? And I'm like, no, I think it's finally time that I just said, see ya. So that was my transition. So you felt that urge with that, that need to be challenged. Did you know what entrepreneurship was at that point? I don't think I had a, I don't think I had a grasp. I don't know that anybody coming out of corporate America really can figure out what being an entrepreneur is. Um, but I did something that I thought was really smart is I hired a coach right off the bat and I, I joined this entrepreneurial organization, this group, this, you know, networking or group of entrepreneurs because I knew that if I was going to figure out how to do it, I wasn't going to do it on my own. I was going to do it with other entrepreneurs. And, and I, like I said, I hired a, an expensive coach to help me over that. Um, because I think it's important that we invest in ourselves, especially when you're trying to make that kind of a, a transition. So. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, we're, we're, this language of consciouspreneur is new language, new um, vocabulary, and, and honestly, we made up the word. But it refers to the conscious entrepreneur, and at the core of the conscious entrepreneur is personal development. So tell me a little bit about the personal development uh, journey for you, again, in this transition from corporate into entrepreneurial. Uh, yeah, so I, I'd say it's critical. Um and, and I've been a coach for 16 years as well. That's one of the things I did when I left my corporate job. Um, and so I see it all the time, but I just, I just don't understand why people think that they need to do it alone. 
And I guess maybe part of that's what, that's what we're taught. We shouldn't ask for help. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I know that I definitely had that. Like asking for help meant I was vulnerable and I wasn't, didn't know enough. And, and I've gotten way over that because I just think it's really important. Like that whole mindset of don't do it alone. Do it the easy way. If there is an easy way or there's an easier way, which is listening to podcasts that talk about it, right? Uh, working and talking to other entrepreneurs that are living that same kind of up and down journey that we live as entrepreneurs. I think it's important. I do too. You know, and I think you touched on something here too that I know is true in my experience and I've seen it and heard those in client stories as well is that especially in the beginning when we're still trying to figure out who we are, like, right? We've got a product or service that we're ready to take to market and, and yet there's a lot of uncertainties, right? Especially if you haven't been down an entrepreneurial path or we didn't have entrepreneurs in our family or, or someone that we could see from a distance like, Oh yeah, well, this is what it, looks like to be an entrepreneur. So I think that the hesitation to ask for help often comes from, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be asking for. Yeah, that uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So tell me about maybe some clients that you've helped or maybe yourself uh, with that question about what, do I, what am I even asking help for? Well, and that's a great question because it's coming up with a number of clients of mine. So there's this thing called the great resignation. I don't know if you've heard yes, of it, but it's all these sure. people who, you know, I have a number because I'm, I'm doing a four part podcast series on it starting next week. So I've been deep, deep, deep into this whole thing. And, um, so I mean, there's like 48 people who have 48 million people who quit their jobs in 2021. So there's a lot of people out there and I've coached a lot of them. And I think, so let me just, here's what I do, because I try to make things as simple as possible, because I'm not the most brilliant human in the, in the, on the planet. So I like things simple as possible. Uh, so to me, it starts out with who's your target market. And I know this is something you, you guys talk about as well. And that is what's the problem that you solve and how do you solve it? Right. I mean, it's demographics and it's psychographics and it's interests and it's all those things. But on top of that, at the end of the day, don't go into business unless you've got a problem that you solve and you have some unique way that you solve it. Because yes. otherwise you're just pushing a rope up, up, you know, up the hill. So right. to me, that's the first step, the very first step. And then have something to sell that solves that problem. Like I've got a client right now and they started this podcast and they don't sell anything. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But like, you're not going to get out of your corporate job with this podcast if you don't sell anything because you're never going to make any money. If you're not selling something, then you don't have a business. So let's figure out what you can sell. So to me, those are kind of two of the easy things that people that I like to work with people on to get them at least launched in the business. You know, and I, and again, from the conscious entrepreneur perspective, you know, the one of the defining values of a conscious entrepreneur is that we build businesses with the intention of making the world a better place. Now, that might be directly through our, our products and services. It might be indirectly by the culture that we set up for our employees and, and the, might be, maybe for us and our family, right? Um, and so when there's that high, expectation of what I'm doing is so important. I really want this to change people's lives. Do we put unnecessary pressure on ourselves in that way? And, and, and then does that limit us at all from getting clarity on exactly what, here's the problem that I'm solving. Here's how I solve it. And here's what you need. I would say that for me, my experience personal, and then a lot of clients 
like I'm passionate about the problem that I solve, which is helping entrepreneurs you know, start a business, grow a business, make more money. I'm really big into marketing and email marketing because that's mostly of what I, you know, I, I really focus on coaching around. And I, so I, I don't know. I don't know that it's undue pressure. Maybe it is for some people. For me, I'm coming at it from the standpoint of like, how do I help more people? Which really helps me get out of that. Cause I, th- I see this not how do I sell stuff to people? Like that's, I think, what get, gets people all in their head. How do I serve more people? And believe me, serving people by giving them things for free never works because they never do anything you ask them to, right? Or they don't do it, right? If a gym membership was free, none of us would go. We go there because we get or hire a personal trainer because that's the way we're going to make it work or that's the way we're going to make improvement. And so I think if you're passionate about what you do, then you get out of the whole sales conversation because it's just sharing people with people what you have and helping them. I don't know. To me, that just alleviates a lot of the pressure that we kind of might put ourselves under. I love that. And I would agree with you 100% that it really, I have found for myself and again with some of the clients that I've worked with as well, that when we're talking about selling, it feels like we're doing something to other people. Right. And when we're talking about serving, we're really talking about pulling up alongside of them and saying, what, what's this path in your journey like right now? What challenges are you having? If I have a solution to some of those challenges, I'm here. That's right. I am, that I am like the so softest. Much different. Yeah. I am. So I, I'm known as the professional ass kicker as a coach because okay. I really like people work with me because I really push them to get what they want to go. So I, so I, I'm a no holds barred from that perspective. But when it comes to the sales conversation, I, I'm like, you come to me when you're ready. I'll, I'll lay it out to you of what I can do to help you. And when you're ready, I like to say when the pain of staying stuck is worse than the pain of making change, then you come to me and you, you engage with me. And you've probably experienced that as well. hundred percent, hundred percent. So we know that kind of getting over ourselves is one of the the first challenges. What are what's another challenge that you uh, have see coming up in your clients? The three biggest things that I see in in um I would say the biggest maybe I will say mistake that they make. One is and one we've already talked about what's the problem that you solve and how to uniquely solve it. Two we've probably talked about a little bit as well and that is don't do it alone. Right? Even if you're not in a place where you can hire a coach you don't need to hire a coach. Go find a bunch of other entrepreneurs and hang out with them. So, so I would do that. Number two, number three, I would say is I don't think enough entrepreneurs who are building a business focus on building their email list. I think they focus about marketing right. and they focus on selling things, but they don't have an absolute obsession with building their email list. And I think that's the biggest probably missed opportunity or biggest asset that people have that they don't utilize. They either don't build it or they build it and they don't follow up with it. So it just kind of sits there. And that's kind of my, like I do have a bit of an obsession with email marketing, just so you know. I can feel your energy about that, right? <laughs> You're leading into it. like So I know that this is important to you. And I'll just be vulnerable with this, that this is kind of where I just realized that I'm not doing what I need to do for my marketing in that regard. You know, when people are asking about what's your email list, well, I have one, but I haven't, as you say, ever focused on growing it. So, and and now I'm seeing where that's holding me back, 
Right. So now, I, so in terms of going back to, you know, the earlier thing we were talking about, like, I don't even know what questions to ask. I would say to the listener that that is perfectly okay. Like you, you don't have to see the whole path and to know, okay, I'm going to need to ask for all of these things along the way. All you have to ask for is what is, what's your block at this moment? And, and marketing is my block at this moment. And so I'm really looking forward, uh, just so the listeners know, Janet and I are going to do a conversation, a marketing audit uh, later this week on her podcast. And so we'll have that up as well. And so you'll get to see kind of how she does her work with her marketing audit. And I'm really, I'm excited about this. And I'm, you know, I could be like, oh, this is really vulnerable. Like, I don't want people to know that I don't really know about marketing yet, or I'm not doing marketing yet. And I've decided that this is just part of the process. This is where we all are at some point. Well, and, and, and we all can get better at marketing. Like I've been marketing for a long time. I coach on marketing. Can I get better at marketing? Absolutely. I can. So I think that that's a, it just acknowledge that we're all where we are in our journey in building our business and marketing is a big, big, big component of that. But the other thing I'll say that I think is, even more important, at least more in my heart, exactly what you're going through, Mary, every other, like a whole bunch of other entrepreneurs are going through. Like you're not, exactly. we're not alone in this. And so sharing where you are, why at times it might feel a little bit vulnerable. I would focus on the great coaching you're going to get out of it, right? Because we'll, Absolutely. you'll definitely walk away with some actionable items. Uh, but not only that, and you'll get exposure because it's going to be on the podcast, but you are serving other people because you're sharing where you are. And I guarantee there's a whole bunch of other people that are exactly where you are. Like, so like it just, we need to all get over ourselves because no matter where you are, like we all have vulnerabilities and we all have things we don't do very well. That's just being human. It's being human and. You know, most, a lot of people know my story and, and just a snippet of my story is when I first became certified as a coach, I quit my career and I sat at home for a year telling myself I was a leadership coach. I didn't tell anyone else that I was a leadership coach <laughs> for an entire year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like here's, here was a space where I didn't know what I didn't know. I wasn't hanging out with other entrepreneurs. And if, if I was hanging out with other entrepreneurs, I would have seen that they were having some conversations about marketing if I was hanging out with successful ones, right? Or ones that were actually growing. Um, so I, to your point, yes, I think we do need community because I don't know what I don't know until I see someone else struggling or, or facing a challenge. And then I'm thinking that might be true for me down the road as well. Well, and let me add one other component to that. Whatever stage we are in in our business, there's new things to learn as you grow. Like I might be at the stage where I'm ready to hire a whole bunch of people and I don't know what I don't know about hiring people, right? So we're all in that step. But to back to your like overwhelming or over overreaching, arching, arching that's the word, overarching <laughs> theme is I don't think we talk about mindset enough when you talk about how do you become an entrepreneur. We talk about marketing strategy. We talk about incorporating. We talk about QuickBooks and we talk like all of those things, talk about sales techniques, but we don't talk about the mindset. And some oftentimes probably more, more so than not, it's the mindset that gets in our way more than just not the skills that we need to go out and do every day. Yes. And, and, Honestly, that was something that surprised me as I got into mindset coaching. So the first coaching I did was with school leadership teams. 
Um, I was working for a company, so marketing was never a conversation, right? I was just, you know, we talk about working on the business or working in the business. Like I just got to deliver the services and that was great. Um, then becoming a business, you gotta, you gotta think about those things. Well, nobody's ever taught us. And even if you go to get a master's degree in, in business, I, I still don't think they teach you how to set up a business. They don't. Cause Would, I have is that one true? of those. Yeah. I okay. Have one of those, okay. And they, they don't. They don't teach you any of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would say that, that it, that's that been my experience with leadership as well, right? So I have a, a doctorate in leadership. But they, they the, what they taught in that program was really how to research, right? It's a doctorate. It's a research document. So what I love about this, though, w- the conversation we're having about mindset is that it. I think it is the, the at the core. We can always figure out what to do. But if I'm in a space and I'm holding on to beliefs about I'm not good enough for this, I'm not worthy of this, I can have all the right people telling me, here's what you need to do. Here's how often you need to do it. And I can even have them calling me or texting me and say, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? But if I'm coming from that space of, of scarcity or not enough, even if I am doing it, I'm still not going to get the results that I want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to engage with other people who are entrepreneurs who are having this conversation, right? We talk a lot on my podcast about mindset. Obviously, you do as well. And it's a conversation I think is so worth having because I think there's too many people. If there are 48 million people that quit their job in 2021, I guarantee a lot of those people are sitting in their office and their home staring at a computer saying, okay, I know I need to do some marketing. I know I need to create a business plan, but I don't really know what to do. Or I am afraid yes. to take those steps. Like I'm afraid to go out and talk to somebody about what I do because I'm afraid they're going to say I'm not interested. Guess what? They're going to say they're not interested. Someone, right. are, people are going to say that. And that doesn't mean that they won't be interested at a later date. And that doesn't mean there aren't other people that are interested, but you're going to get no's. Like it's just part of life. Right. And I think that, you know, again, the whole thing about becoming an entrepreneur, um, and particularly the conscious entrepreneur, as I read up about, you know, what are the values about the conscious entrepreneur? They really see, they believe that adage that your business grows to the extent that you do. So yeah, so mindset's definitely got to be at the center of that because those stories, you're talking about these people that are sitting home telling themselves stories like, oh, well, I can't do that, or I would be too scared to do that. And when we live by those stories, guess what our actions are going to do? Yeah. I would say the one of the biggest things that has helped me in my journey as an entrepreneur is having a couple of people that I know that are also entrepreneurs that I can call when stuff happens. And one in particular that I'm thinking of, he feels the same way about me. Like he'll call me or uh, like I'll, I'll put together a proposal for someone and we'll get on a phone call and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a perfect fit for you. And they w- might say, I don't know, something that is negative or no, I'm not interested or it's too expensive or something, 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 something. And then I, like my wind gets taken out of my sails. And so for the rest of the day, I'm like stewing about that. And so I'm like, nope, I'm going to call my buddy and I'm going to say, hey, I just had this conversation. And then at least having a conversation with them can get me back into, well, do I still have value? It just wasn't right for them. Maybe that, you know, maybe they don't have the money and they didn't want to tell you that they didn't have the money. So they said it's something else. Just to have someone to, to get you out of that, that mind stuff that we do is, I think is really important. I love that. I love that recommendation. You know, it, you, you've seen it also in terms of having accountability partners. 
I don't know what your thoughts are about the word accountability, but I, I think accountability is an inside job. It's not something someone else can hold me accountable for something. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think that no one can, like you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? So you can, you can have friends help you. You can hire coaches. All of those people can hold you accountable up to the point where you have to do the work. So you're absolutely right. I think there's great value in accountability people around you. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to, you you can only be accountable to yourself. And I, and I think those are super wise words because I think there's too many people and I have clients and they, you know, they're, I, I sell a pretty high end coaching program and they buy it, but then they don't do the work because they still have to do the work. And, and so you're right. At the end of the day, you can only be accountable to you. Right. So going back then to these partnerships that we're talking about. So again, the listeners may have heard about accountability partnerships. But what we're really talking about here is is not only accountability up to that point, but it's really also about help me see this from a different perspective, because I can only see this from the story that I'm telling myself in the moment. If if someone else can say, well, Mary, this is what I'm hearing in the story. And then I have a chance to say, okay, does that feel like me? Does it not feel like me? Could I live with this other perception or not? So now I'm not just stuck with my own view of how things are. I've, I've got shared experiences. Well, and I find that when people, we, we, ha- we are having those conversations and typically it's about some block that's come up for you or, you know, for me and my clients. And that is the conversation. And so to me, I like to ask this question, like, is it really true? Like, is it really true, Mary, that blah, 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 blah? Like, is it really true that you don't know enough to coach that person? Is that really true? You have a, you have a, lo- a doctorate in it. That's not true. Right. Like, so that asking that question, like, is it really true? Can really help you get like, no, it's not really true. It's just something that's coming up. It's fear or fear of success or whatever it is, but usually it's some kind of fear coming up and, and just like hit it head on. I love that question as well. It, it it just hits to the core. Yeah. Right? Because we want to believe the story that we're telling ourselves. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when I ask you, is it really true that you don't know how to do this? You'll be like, hell no. I know how to do this. Right? Okay. So you can't use that as an excuse anymore. Yeah. And for me, I don't. I, my experience with that when... I'm able to say, no, that, that's not true. That was just a story. It's not, it's not serving me anymore. I'm going to move forward without that story. It's just like a, like something opens up. Like all of a sudden there's all of these possibilities that I didn't even notice before. And I'm sure they were there. I'm sure they were there. Right. But I think that when we change our lens, we can now see what the resources are. So that's one thing I really like to encourage with my clients is, is when they're changing their perception, they're going to find everything they need. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. In the right time. Yeah. And that's okay. It is. It is. And it goes back to that. Well, I don't know what I don't know. Of course not. But if you just keep following, keep taking action again, you were talking about, you know, people are going to say no. What I have found is I want to get to people who say no. 
because um, it gives it kind of toughens me up a little bit. I get to hear what maybe they they had a problem that was different than the problem that I'm solving. How do how do I differentiate between the two? How do, I don't want to work with someone who has a problem other than what I'm solving, right? That's only going to end up in frustration for both of us. Yeah. Well, and I, I say all the time, I have learned, so I built seven businesses. Have all of them been successful? No. I have learned more from the businesses that, that have failed or that haven't worked out the way that I had thought they would work out than I have from any of the businesses that I've, you know, successfully created. And I would say the same thing about getting no's. So when someone says no, that's a great one. That's a great test for me to test my metal. Like how fast do I, how do I react to it? Do I say, okay, maybe it's not right. Okay. Maybe it's not right for them yet. They'll be back. You know, that oftentimes happens to me with people. They'll come, they'll want to do something. They'll be like, I'm not ready to make that kind of an investment. And then they'll come back later. Um, but it's how we learn from those things. Like you just said, I, I had an objection that I hadn't thought about before. So that is a problem that I also solve, but I hadn't thought about it because, you know, I've been thinking about this. So I like to look at all of these things as opportunities. I think the pandemic was a great opportunity for a lot of us to figure out how to do some things differently. Albeit painful. <laughs> Exactly. It it is hard to let go of just inside. It's hard to let go of some of those stories that we've been telling ourselves forever. And what we're talking about in the pandemic is a collective agreement on here's how we do business. And it fell apart. It's falling apart. But we can see it as falling apart. Oh, my God, the world the sky is falling. What are we going to do? Or we can say, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Because with the old stuff going out, there's now room for the new stuff. Yeah. And I'd love to hear some of your experience during the pandemic. I would say that for me, um, I, had a, I had a ton of clients put me on hold because they're you know, boats were sinking and they didn't need somebody to give them direction when they felt like their boats were sinking. And I could challenge that, but you know, if that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. But I didn't immediately, like everyone uses this word, like, oh, I pivoted. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I slow boated my turn, but I don't feel like I pivoted because to me, pivot is a, is a quick turn. And I didn't know where to turn. Like, I didn't know what to do. So uh, for me, it took 2020 to kind of figure out how we do things differently, how, and, and the problems that my clients have are, di were different than they were in 2019 and before that. So to me, it wasn't so much a pivot as a slow, like, let's take a deep breath. Let's just keep treading water. Let's keep doing what we're doing, providing good content until we figure out like what this new landscape looks like, whether it's in the problem that you solve or the solutions that you provide. I mean, what was your experience during the, the pandemic? Uh, at the time, I was coaching exclusively real estate agents. And so there was, um, you know, the knee jerk reaction at first was, oh, my gosh, we can't do business anymore. Everything shut down. And there was a finality to it, right? It wasn't like, oh, I can't do business for this next month or this next quarter. It, there was just, I can't do business anymore. So overgeneralizing the, the challenge. 
probably about a month of that. Then there was a, okay, so we're not necessarily going out of business, but the way I do business, the way I engage with my clients is going to have to be different. And so I would say those were the pivoting spots. Then how did I need to do a, a web, uh, an open house, uh, when we can't go physically go there? How am I going to do my presentations with my buyers and sellers if I'm not physically with them. Um, so that, that required a lot of learning on technology and um, other resources that were required now to do business. So that was a lot of the mindset of, was around, why don't I, I don't do Zoom, uh, you know, presentations, right? I have to be at the kitchen table. Well, that's, a, is it true, right? Is it a hundred percent true that you have to be at the kitchen table to close the deal? <laughs> Well, and for, you know, same thing for me, like now the experience is, and for me, it was more along the lines of networking because we used to do all of our networking in person. And now I'm like, why would I go to, you know, it's always great to hang out with people. I'm, don't get me wrong. But if I'm a real estate person and I need to take this person to 10, 15 houses, if I can do that online versus going to actually 10, 15 houses, happy day. Like maybe not, not right up front, but for a lot of my clients who like I have a insurance or lawyers or attorneys and they're like used to people coming into their offices and now they don't come into their offices all the time. And they're like, I get so much more done, you know? So I, I it, it, there's a silver lining to all of it. Um, it's just, it's just hanging out and persevering to figure out what that silver lining is. Absolutely. And again, that perseverance is all about those stories that we're telling ourselves about what's possible, what's not possible. And, um, and I'm guilty of it. I think we're all human, right? We, we get stuck on our ideas about how things need to be. And when the outside world is saying, well, no, you can't do that like that anymore. Then we're, we're often at a loss of that just means I can't do anything. Well, again, is that true? <laughs> is that a hundred percent true? And I had a bunch of clients who just said, I'm going to write it out. Yeah. And I said, well, that's, that's a theory. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee none of them knew it would be like a two year run, right? None of us thought any of that. But even then, um, you know, I, I have had a bunch of clients at that time that were like brick and mortar massage therapists or hairstylists. And so, okay, you can't do that anymore, but like, what can you do to generate some money? And we came up with some creative ideas. And some of them were like, no, I can't do that. And some were like, yeah, that's a great thing. And I'm going to do that until I can go back into the salon and do whatever I do. So I think a lot of it, when it comes down to mindset, is how adaptive you are to change or how resistant are you to it. And in the last two years, if we haven't learned anything, we kind of have looked, learned our level of resistance to change or hopefully adaption of change. You know, it, it, when I hear you say that, what comes up for me too is another silver lining is, I don't know if this is generally true. So let me see if this is true for you. But I, I think that I'm seeing when we have faced, I'll put it in my own language, when I face challenges in my own business, right? And how I'm doing business and how I'm delivering business. Um, and I don't want to shift, right? Or I, I, I don't know how to shift. I think that I grew to give myself compassion and a little bit of grace as I was learning. Uh, you know, at the beginning of this call, I was having technical difficulties. 
two years ago, like that probably, I probably would have spun on that for quite some time. And now I'm just seeing that as those are normal challenges that come up. We face them with as much grace as we can find. And what that has done for me is given me then the space to give a lot of people grace as well. And I think there's there's always more room for that. You know, it's if I've learned one thing from social media, if you will, it's you don't need to be perfect in anything, whether it's, you know, video or whether it's on social media or not, whether it's a video you're creating for whatever. Um, but I, I've just learned, like you said, I mean, one, grace, uh, two, just understanding for ourselves and for other people. Uh, but for me, especially around social media, which I resisted for a really long time, and now I've embraced, I, I'm going live and I'm doing reels and I'm posting all the time and all that, you know, video and all of that. Um, but I don't think people expect perfection. I don't think people want perfection. I think I want to see you. I want to know, like for me, you're like, oh my God, we, this didn't work. So we got to go to this other platform. I'm like, okay. Like, right. and I wasn't like, oh my God, that can you believe? Right. Who like, is this? Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, that didn't work. Let's go over here. And, you know, it, it, and to me, it's all about how you handle those things. Not how you prevent them. Well, preventing is good, but the, the, the mastery and the beauty is in handling those challenging situations when they come up. And if someone were to come on your show and they were miffed and put out because something didn't work like perfect, I'd be like, I don't want them on my show. Right. Like that's not right. my mind. Those aren't my peeps. That's right. Right. That's not exactly the people right. I want to hang out with. So bye bye. Right. Yeah. It's all yeah. about. You know, it's all about understanding. And like you said, grace, that's a great word. Grace. Yeah. And and then again, giving yourself permission to let go of people that don't align. Like, fortunately, again, you were able to give me grace as we, you know, moved to transition to this platform. But there's been situations where I've been where people didn't give me grace. And I felt so good about saying, you know what, you're not in my tribe. Good luck to you. I, I have no ill will towards you at all, but you're not in my space. You don't get to occupy the space with me. It's such a great place to be in business because I think all of us starting out in business took all the clients just because you're like, well, you know, I, one, I don't know any better or two, I just need the money. So I'm going to take, you know, but you know, you get to that point where you get to identify the people that you want to work with. And the ones that you don't. And I, something you said earlier, which I'll reiterate because it was brilliant. I'm not going to take on a client that I can't help. Where there are a lot of people who take on clients that maybe is out of their area of expertise, but they take them on because they need the money. And I just, that's, I don't need that. Like that's not going to be a happy, happy, joy, joy client. Uh, if you're a pain in the neck, I'm not going to be a happy, happy, joy, joy coach. No. So, right. <laughs> so go bye bye. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I really enjoy this conversation about mindset and I want to hear more about some marketing challenges that you help your clients with. Okay. So I would say it goes in a couple of different layers. The first one is just understanding as we, as I started out talking about like who the problem that you solve, who, so let's say you've got that down. Then I see uh, clients who will, okay, I'm going to go do some marketing. 
but they don't write down what their marketing strategies are and they don't put together a plan for those marketing strategies. So let's say um, one of my marketing strategies is social media and I choose Instagram as my social media platform. Okay, great. So I can just kind of post willy nilly or I could have a strategy for how I'm going to post and what I'm going to post and when I'm going to post it. And I, and I'm all about have a written down plan. Cause if you don't have written down, it just doesn't get done. Right. And then, then the next thing I would say, and I'm just using this as an example, but okay, you've got a social media um, platform and you want to grow it. So you want to get more followers. You want to get more engagement. You want to get more people liking and sharing and all of that. But okay, then what? So then I need to have a plan to how do I get them onto my email list with some cool irresistible offer? And then how do I get them from my email list to on a phone call with me, which is a lot of times how I or get to one of my community engagements where they can actually be live with on a Zoom call with me. Um, I do some group things around that. So have a journey that you take them on to get them from they don't know who you are to they're, you know, giving their credit card because they can't wait to work with you because you're going to help them, you know, solve the problems that they have. And so to me, it's just having that overreaching kind of a plan and then like the written down components of it that hold you personally accountable for getting the work done. Yes. Right. And where does automation come in for you in this process? Um, which piece of it? Or does it matter? Um, well, here's what I was thinking about, right? So speaking about the accountability piece, right? Um, and having it written down, I can get all, all, all about that. And then it's just the actual implementation, right? And being consistent with that. So how do you help your clients be consistent with that uh, implementation then? Because there's such that human factor. Right. I, I was this morning, there were things that I wanted to do and distractions came up. And so how do we, as much as possible, take out that human element so that our business keeps operating even when we are getting distracted? Uh, so I would say have some kind of at the end of the day, and something you said, it just resonated with me and still does. Like at the end of the day, I can only be accountable to myself. Right. I'm the one who has to do the work. However, I would have some kind of a weekly accountability, whether it's a person that you talk to or a, a, you know, a group that you're in where you meet weekly as a group and you, whether you're talking to someone about that exact accountability or you're just looking at your plans, your strategies and saying, I have to personally get these done. But it, it, once a week revisiting the plan, by yourself or more, it works a lot better when you're with other people. Um, but just on, on a weekly basis, go back and reiterate or, or, or reevaluate the plan and see where you are tracking to that plan and then where the areas that you're not because they're more important than actually sometimes the ones that you are. So I'd say that. And then I would say like from an automation perspective, like I have tools that I use. I have a tool that I use that, that 
publishes everything to social media. So when I edit a podcast, I put together all my promotions, I put together my video bites, I put it all together, I put it in a, um, you know, in a Word document, and then I put it all up on a publishing service. And I do that in one day. And then everything that gets published that next week for the podcast gets done without me being involved. That was a huge game changer for me because I, I found myself, I, I, a podcast would drop on Monday and then it'd be like Wednesday. And I'm like, I guess I got to post today, but I don't know what I want to post. And so I just found it was so willy nilly. I really needed some way to systematize it. And I'd say that okay. for so many things that you do. Right. Yes. Cause there is a human factor. Life happens. And that's okay too. It is. It is like that is okay too. Like you having a day that. Um, you just don't feel like working. Sometimes that happens. So it's like, okay, maybe I'll work for an hour or two and then I'll be, I'm going to go do something else. I mean, that's, or, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the dog gets sick or your child gets sick or something happens and you can't, you've got to go do something else that happens. And I think, I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, but it can also be kind of a, a trap for entrepreneurs because you have to be, you have to be personally driven. Uh, being an entrepreneur is hard. And, and I don't know any entrepreneurs who don't work hard, right? Mm-hmm. Although I, mm-hmm. I'm at the point I take every Friday off because that was my goal sure. when I got there. Um, but I work hard during the days that I work and I work smart and you have to figure that out. Uh, you know, people think entrepreneurs just sitting on the couch, you know, eating bonbons and I don't know any entrepreneurs doing that. So, uh, it is, it's self-motivation, but it's also on those times when you need help is to have your tribe of people that you can, you can count on, you can call. Maybe you listen to some motivational thing. Uh, for me, oftentimes it's like, I just need to get out. I need to go for a walk. I need to clear my head because I'm starting to get, you know, overwhelmed or whatever. Sometimes taking time off to kind of clarify your thoughts is better than trying to work through it because you're in it. So just find the tools that work for you. Yeah. What do you use to keep you kind of in that self-motivation or that how do I, you know, keep Mary nose to the grindstone when life comes my way? You know, um, I think it's, it's, it's going down to a business plan, but to me that feels so perfunctory and like something I could put in a folder and, and put away. But what I have taken from that is I have a whiteboard that I'm, I look at all day long and it's a, here are your top priorities, right? So in my other notebooks where my business plan is, I have it all written out, right? Here's, here are my goals. This is what I want to achieve. Here's how I think I'm going to do that. And so then here are the priorities. Here's the next things I need to focus on um, in order to keep moving each one of these. I tend to get lots of different projects, right? So here's how I need to keep moving uh, each one of these projects ahead. So I have that to look at all the time. And what I do with that is when I'm on a, on a call or even if it's just with myself, right? What am, what am I supposed to do right now? Cause that it happens sometimes, right? Where let's say, uh, something got canceled, right? And so now all of a sudden I have a whole hour to myself that I didn't know that I was going to have. What do I do with that? Maybe I do just go for a walk. That's okay too. But having this outline gives me direct, here's the next thing that I need to do for this activity. I can either do that now or not, 
right? But now I know exactly what I need to do. And it keeps me on target. It keeps things moving forward. And it keeps me out of overwhelm. Because when I think about all these projects that I'm working on, and if I didn't write it down, they'd all be swimming up in my head. And and I, I wouldn't be able to keep track of them. I call them, they're, they're slippery. And so by having them out, and it turns out there's only three things, Mary, that you have to pay attention to this week. That's it. That feels so doable. And and when I can check off one of those things, now I only have two left. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm freaking one in the week. Yeah. I I do. I have a whiteboard that's a super high level. Um, I and I tried all of these like project management software and like all of this stuff to, and I found that it was more work to upkeep that stuff. So right now, I so everything I have my this credenza full of folders and everything's in a folder, right? A folder or a binder. So every project that I'm working on has like a folder with everything written down in it. Um, I have now, I just use the reminders on my computer that has like the long list of things that I will need to get to at some point. Like they're not super high priority, but they're things I don't want to, you know, forget about. But I'm pretty low tech. Like I'm not, uh, cause I found that I used ClickUp for a while and I just found that I, I spent so much time where well, I could just write it on a piece of paper and put it in my folder that's right here. It's way too much work to go onto that software and write it down and then go back to that. Like for me, I'd like to have it in front of me, like my notes for our call today. Um, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a little old school and low tech, but I don't think that it matters as long as you've got something that keeps everything in the, in the forefront. And I love the idea of writing it down. So I don't need to think about it because I used to like it all would twirl around in my head. And then if I write it down and I know that it's on my calendar to do on Thursday, I don't need to worry about that till Thursday. And that's powerful for me. That frees up so much mental space, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, just uh, mentioning those, the platforms, right, where we can keep track of tasks and those kinds of things, those planners. Um, I have found that when I'm doing projects with other people, that has been helpful. So I can when definitely I just, see that. Right. When it's just me, I've got all my notes over here and, and I know where they are. But when I'm working with other people to keep us focused, those platforms have been incredibly useful. Incredibly. Yeah, especially when you're waiting on someone else or someone's waiting on you, you have that whole, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. For teams, that it's imperative. Yes. Yeah. And it keeps the communication the same. So before my, um, before I started using this, my admin and I would just have our weekly calls and this is what we're doing. And, and even me, I felt like week to week, sometimes I was changing. Well, I was, I was changing what we were doing and how we were going to do it. And how do you keep track of all of that if you can't write it down? Right. So now that we have that spot, we both know to go back to, okay, this is what we said we would do because my mind makes up new stories after our call, right? <laughs> this, oh, that was a good idea. Maybe we could do it this way or, or, you know, we can, you know, change it a little bit. But if I'm not communicating that, then I'm leaving her behind and not giving her the opportunity to support me in the way that I need to be supported. Well, and collaboration is always a better outcome than people, uh, us doing it alone. So I think that that supports that as well. Absolutely. Well, Janet, I really have enjoyed our conversation. 
Is there anything else that you want to say about the work that you're doing before we close today? I just would say uh, it came up when I was getting, when I, we've been doing this great resignation um, series and the overwhelming theme, I did it with somebody else. Um, the overwhelming theme was like, just start or start ugly. Uh, yeah. And, and that's would be my, just get out of your own way and just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, but just get, just start. And that would be my, like, that would be my motto or my thought for my ending thought for the conversation is just start. Start. I love People that. People need what you yep. have. People need what you have and you'll figure it out as you move forward. Definitely. So, um, tell us a little bit about this podcast, this great resignation series that you're doing. Where will we find that? Yeah. So my podcast is called the Breakthrough Your Profit Ceiling podcast. Um, it's an entrepreneurial podcast and, um, it's going to run the month of April. So I, I drop on Monday. So the four Mondays of April. And it is me. I'm talking primarily about sales and marketing because that's my area of expertise. And then I'm bringing on Evan who talks about entity structuring and systems and, you know, accounting and all of that. And then we get into a little bit of investment strategies and alternative investment forms. And so it's kind of, you know, to the, to me, it's the two sides of it. It's the marketing and it's the systems. And I'm excited to do it. I've been talking about it for a while. I took me a while to find the right person to do it with. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of people out there and they just might need uh, just some thoughts of where, like, where do you start? Like, what do you do? So, um, we're trying to put that together. Uh, as a resource. Excellent. All right. So check out the Breakthrough Your Profit Ceiling podcast. Um, where else can they find you when they're ready to up their marketing game? So two things. You can email me at coach at breakawaybusinesscoaching.com. Or you can find me on Instagram, which would probably be the easiest if you want to get to know me and find out a little bit. About me. And I am Breakaway Business Coaching on Instagram. Wonderful. Well, thank you for doing what you do and helping us entrepreneurs market ourselves and our services so that we can can help people solve the problems that we are, are here to solve. We, I really, I am so grateful for that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was really good. A great conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We're not just a podcast. We're a community. So before you go, we invite you to join the Consciouspreneur Mastermind community. We are a powerful movement of high-achieving, impact-focused entrepreneurs who are leading the charge, making the world a better place through business. We offer a comprehensive suite of tools, techniques, support, and direction, all rolled up into a community-driven, inspirational launch pad. We will nudge you out of your comfort zone and into your genius zone so that you can lead your business with clarity and focus. If you're looking for a community of like-minded and like-spirited people who support your personal development and business growth, well, you found the right place. Plus, we have a lot of fun. After all, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Remember, we're all in this together. Check out the link in the details in the description below and help our community grow by liking, subscribing, and sharing the content. We look forward to having you join us next week. Until then.